Welcome to the Unite Church podcast. For more information about Unite Church, visit unitechurchak.org. Now enjoy this message from Josh Tanner. You never know. And so what, what I want to talk about is just what do we have and what, is, what can we see at least in what, why God ordained or commissioned us to baptize? And what is in the waters of baptism are available to us? I'm not telling you I know everything. Because I think to say that would be to say that I understand all of what and who God is. I just don't. And I think that there is a revelation that is emerging in the body of Christ about what is available to us and what God intended for us to encounter in him in the waters of baptism. And one of the first things I want us to see, and there's going to be a switch you're going to have to grab this verse all the way from the bottom of the message, but it's Galatians 3.28. Oh, look at you. Machine back there on it. Galatians 3.28 says, There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Now let's just pause for a second, okay? We're talking about who we are in Jesus, not that there are actually not these differences among us, okay? Because clearly some people are in bondage and some are not. Clearly some people are male and some people are female, clearly. And some people are Jews and some people are Gentiles or of different races, right? But the two main races when in the Bible we talk about is first the, 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 the kingdom of God came to the Jews and then it was released through God's chosen people, the Jews or the Israelites, to all of us. And so everybody outside of that original group is everybody who's being grafted in by faith. And that is a great gift to all of us. But what this passage is saying is that we are all one in Christ Jesus. In the midst of all of our differences, Jesus makes us one. Because that's the cool thing. It's God creates massive diversity just so the fact that without Jesus, there is no harmony. Nobody works this out. This, this might be one of the most diverse churches in America, guys. I'm telling you, this is, Alaska's one of the most diverse places on the planet. Our schools are one of the most diverse schools in the entire nation. And this church has become one of the most diverse churches I've ever been to, which is pretty amazing. And I promise you, Y'all, we wouldn't all get along if it wasn't for Jesus. And Jesus brings unity in our diversity. He brings unity in all of the places we come from. And we all come from different places, right? And we've all met here today to have one common moment in Jesus. And that's the reason we're here. You're not here to listen to me crack jokes and kick people's shoes off the stage. Sweet people's shoes off the stage. Sorry. <laughs> totally had no idea what those were. I know, it was her first weekend on stage, and I just go kicking her shoes off the stage. I'm like, what is this? I'm just a dad, you know? Dad's just like, get that out of here. What is that? <laughs> she could never keep loving me if it wasn't for Jesus. Go away offended. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay. Verse 29, if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. You're heirs. 
We are heirs. When you choose Jesus, you get all the promises that were ever promised. And they were all purchased in the blood of Jesus. And he says, I now give them to my sons and daughters. You and I are heirs of the promise. Everything in Jesus is available to us. I mean, this is, this is the message today. This is the message today. Is everything that's in Jesus is available to you. Everything he purchased, he bled for, and he died for is available to you. You are his heirs if you believe. You have to believe. You put your faith and trust in him, and you get the reward. The things you don't believe for, you do not get. Even if you're an heir. So God buys you this huge mansion. It's full of all kinds of stuff. It's got all kinds of things, full of everything you would want. Great food, supplies, everything you want. And you don't go get the things that are already yours because you don't have faith to go pull it out of the room or off the shelf. This happens in Christianity all the time. And one of the worst parts is bad theology to get you to believe you're not an heir or there are parts of the things you're an heir to that you don't have access to. And the devil is the orchestrator of all this kind of theology to limit what he would want you to have in the kingdom because the more powerful you are, the more power you take from him. The more powerful you are, the more land you take from him. And God wants us to be possessors of the land. He does. We have to become those who are heirs and who take part in our inheritance. Not squander and waste it or sit on it and do nothing. Matthew 28, 18, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And now he goes and he commissions his disciples. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. This commission is not to be taken lightly or to be done trivially. It is to be done consistently. It is each one of our mission. Every person who believes, we are called to baptize and teach and baptize and teach and obey everything he commanded. That's how the kingdom keeps going on and on and on. Colossians 2.21, for you were buried with Christ when you were baptized and with him you were raised to new life because you trusted in the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. So when you and I are baptized or baptizing or, you know, experiencing this baptism, we are buried in Christ. We're baptized in him and we're raised to new life because we trusted in his power, not the water. The water is symbolism of where we meet and do what he did and we experience what he did and we get to be heirs of what he promised to us. He went and got all the authority and he made us his heirs. He says, we're going to do this, and you need to be baptized in Christ. And then when we're baptized in him, that first happens in faith, not just in the water. But in faith, we're baptized in him because when we give our life to him, we're now immersed in Jesus. 
Jesus said that we are in him and he is in the Father and the Father is in him and we are all in the Father. It's like in, you are immersed. You are actually baptized in Jesus. Romans 8 says that those who are in Jesus, there is no condemnation for those who are in Jesus or immersed in Jesus or immersed by Jesus, dwelt within by Jesus. And this happens through the power and the work of the Holy Spirit who comes to dwell inside of each and every one of us to be baptized in. We're in and we're baptized from within. It's an amazing, awesome thing that God does. It's full immersion inside and out. Acts 19, this crazy story that happens. So we believe God for not only in the waters of baptism for our salvation, but also our filling, our infilling, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Acts 19.1, while Apollos was in Corinth, Paul traveled through the interior regions until he reached Ephesus on the coast where he found several believers. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed, he asked? No, they replied. We haven't even heard there is a Holy Spirit. How many churches are out there not even telling people there's a Holy Spirit? And there's a second encounter that you're designed to have, a second immersion that Jesus designed you and I to have. These people got saved. And yes, we believe the Holy Spirit came and dwelt in them when they got saved. They're saved by the Holy Spirit, yes. But there was an immersion that did not happen. There was another baptism that they didn't even have faith for because they didn't even believe, they didn't even know anything about it. Verse 13, then what baptism did you experience? They said, the baptism of John. Paul said, John's baptism was a call for repentance from sin, but John himself told the people to believe in the one who would come later, meaning Jesus. As soon as they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. See how they got baptized in water again? Because the baptism of John was not good enough. Even John was like, whoa, Jesus shows up and he's doing baptisms. He's like, I should not be doing this. You should be baptizing me. Everybody needs to be baptized in Jesus. John understood that. And he goes, listen, that's coming later. That's okay. But I need to do this because everybody needs ceremonial cleansing. We all need this washing, this purification from our sins. Because he was going to go do a priestly duty. Okay, And he understood what he was doing. It was a ceremonial cleansing that he was going to go do a priestly duty and an offering that he was going to give as a perfect offering and sacrifice for all of us. But for each one of us, we are called to be baptized in Jesus and in Jesus, the Holy Spirit. So Paul said, John's baptism is this game. And so, um, verse five, as soon as they heard this, They didn't wait. As soon as they heard it, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then when Paul laid hands on them, second thing, the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in other tongues and prophesied. There were about 12 men in all. Look, guys, there's more. There is more. You can be immersed in water, laid hands on and filled with the Holy Spirit, and filled with the gifts that he entrusted to you to speak in tongues, prophesy, heal the sick, raise the dead, do your leadership gift. All of the gifts that are available to you are available to you in Jesus. And when we think about Jesus, we think about the waters of baptism. Guys, everything you want in Jesus 
can be found in the waters of baptism because you're looking for Jesus. It is Jesus' waters of baptism. Not John's, not Unite Church's, nobody else's, no magic trick. It's all about Jesus. And everything that's in Jesus is available to us in his baptism. And it's about our faith believing him for that which he promised. We are heirs. And I believe, God, I'm an heir. And God, I believe that I'm made for your baptisms, both baptisms, filled with the Holy Spirit in salvation and baptized and immersed in the Holy Spirit for the gifts and the power to reach the world. It's getting quiet in here. <clears throat> but I want you to see in verse 6, Paul lays hands on them, which is the majority of the way that people got filled with the Holy Spirit. It does happen when people get immersed, but you know what? We're laying hands on people, immersion, we're believing them for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. All kinds of things can happen in baptism. Everything that is in Jesus can happen for you in baptism. There were about 12, okay, Mark 1.8. <clears throat> I baptize you with water. This is John saying this, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Matt, Matthew 3.11. I baptize with water those who repent for their sins and turn to God, but someone is coming soon who is greater than I, so much greater than I am worthy to even be, the, be a slave and carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Water and fire, guys. This is the way the Lord does it. Water and fire. Wash it all off, burn it all out. And light it all up. Heat it all up. It's kind of amazing. I don't, only God could do water and fire. Zach preached a really awesome message about water and fire when Elijah was on the mount and he, do, he doused the offering, the sacrifice with water and then God burned it with fire. It's, it's a, it's, it was a foreshadowing of what he was going to come and do when he touched his people on the altar. You're his altar that he wants to touch. Water and fire, baby, water and fire. Purify and burn it up. Okay, Acts 1.8, <clears throat> Jesus says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, not my weirdos wandering around. <laughs> You're not baptizing the Holy Spirit to be a weirdo. We're baptizing the Holy Spirit to be full of power to do be witnesses, not a spectacle, witnesses. In Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. God does crazy things in people. And then, and Pastor Dick, I want to honor Pastor Rick Benjamin. There he is. Will you raise your hand? Pastor Rick Benjamin, my pastor, senior pastor at Unite Church, Abbot Loop Church for over 20 years. Pastor here for many, many years. And his father founded the church. He's, pastor, pastor Rick's been a member of this church for virtually his entire life. And uh, pastor Dick used to say, I don't care how much, maybe do my Dick B voice, I don't care how much you're touched by the Lord and how many backflips you do, just land on your feet, right? <laughs> that wasn't very good, Dick B. But he would say something like that. Like, you can be as wild as you need to be, but you better land on your feet. And you have a work and a job to do. And if the Holy Spirit's moving on us, we're expecting transformation. And so radical things happen in the encounter with Lord because our flesh is not made or designed to handle the glory of God. 
Our spirit man renewed by Jesus is, but our flesh we are called to be separated from and we're made for a glorified body that will handle the glory of God. When the glory of God rests on our flesh, guys, it gets to tremble. It's hard to carry. It's heavy. And we have to lean on our spirit man to survive it. And in fact, God says, if anybody even looked at my face, they would die. That's what he said to Moses. So we let Moses look at his back. And then Moses had so much glory on his face that people told him, you got to cover that because that's convicting us. We can't handle the glory. You and I, we, are, we cannot handle the full weight of God's glory, but we're made for it. Our spirit man is made for it and our flesh trembles in it, but the weight of the glory of God is transformative from the inside out. And so it is this amazing experience with God that happens. And when that happens, we put our feet on the ground and we carry that glory to be a witness to the world. We carry that glory to be a, a, a transforming agent to the world around us. You can find all of this in baptism. Acts 2, 4, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them, not as they just were weird people or the devil enabled them or whatever other things you've been taught. By the Spirit of God, people speak and have a prayer language that is an infilling and an empowering that allows you to be filled and filled again with the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 5, 1, uh, 5 18 do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. This is to believers all the time. Speaking, in, with, uh, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music in your hearts to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. I want you to think about it like this. And I got this. Uh, I had Alex actually grab me this little bucket, this cute little bucket. This is us. This represents what's available to us in Jesus, in the Holy Spirit, this gigantic, it's not even close to what it really is, but you see the proportion difference? This is us. This is us. We get saved. We have the Lord in us, but the world is hard. And we are designed to be poured out, and Paul says this, like a drink offering to the world. So we need and we're made and designed to dip in the waters of the Lord and allow the Holy Spirit to fill us. And then fill us again. Because I really want to pour this out on the ground, but then Debbie will get mad at me. But we pour this ministry back out to the world, right? It's not like I poured it on my microphone. And then guess what? We poured it out. It's empty again. We need more. And every time we go back, the Lord is faithful to fill. The more and more, right? So why do we need a filling and then a filling and a filling and a filling and a filling? Well, you don't need much of a filling if you don't do much. Just saying. If all we do is complain about the things that aren't, but we never do real ministry, then we never have a need for a filling. Am I right? But when we're poured out like a drink offering to the Lord, for others' lives, we're like, whew, I'm smoked. I woke up this morning tired, empty. Holy Spirit, I'm praying in tongues all morning. Jesus, I woke up late. I was supposed to usually wake up at 5. I was, 
Somehow I was up at seven. Jesus, Jesus, I need some, I need a fast. I'm missing two hours of time with you. I'm just saying, can you have too much of the Holy Spirit? Can you have too much of Jesus in your life? Can you have too much? Can you believe him for too much? So one of the questions that comes about is like, people are doing this and they're like, getting into the waters of baptism for more. We know that we, and we see the example, Jesus got baptized, but he got baptized kind of for a different reason than all of us got baptized, okay? But at the same time, we do get baptized for that reason, for purification, okay? So, because we are priests. And can we go to the last slide here, uh, the pictures of the mikvah? Um, in, in Hebrew times during this, there's the, all throughout the, the Old Testament, I've basically known hardly anything about this until the last couple of weeks. So this is like a new thing for me. <clears throat> and I always have wondered like, oh, what are this, what's a ceremonial cleansing? What did that look like? Well, um, what they did is they built these things called mikvahs and they're all over in Jerusalem apparently. And I've seen lots of photos of them. I've heard people teach about them. And so I'm going to tell you the little bit that I know. And it's that these exist. And <laughs> There you go. <laughs> so now we all know, okay, they exist. And what they would do in the Old Testament is they would do purification. They would do washings for purification, for mourning, and for uh, spiritual preparation for the priesthood. When they told them to go cleanse or to have a ceremonial cleansing because of anything, washing after a healing or anything, this is what they would do. They would come in to a water like a baptism. And it's really how John ended up baptizing people for the same kind of thing, but he was doing it for purification and for repentance. Okay? And so, what, wait, here, let's do the next slide. What, and a lot of them, they would have two sets of steps. You go in one way, and then you come out another. Which is pretty awesome. And this was to foreshadow... What God is doing in the waters of baptism is we go in one way and we come out another. For whatever we want in Jesus, yes, first for salvation, 100% for salvation, but there is no scripture in the Bible that says you should only get baptized one time, and if you get baptized more than once, you're in sin. Why do we put these things on this? We make this kind of stuff up. We like, right, oh, I mean, if it was a sin to get baptized more than one time, it would be in the list of homosexuality, sexual immorality, uh, stealing, lying, fornication, murder. I mean, it's not in any of those lists. Oh, baptism, only one time. <laughs> no. How many times do you need to be immersed in the love of Jesus? Come on, as many times as necessary. So I'm saying this, just like in the ancient times of the mikvah, they would go into the waters of like baptism over and over and over, especially the priests. Regularly, the priests were always in the baptisms, in one way, out the other. And guess who are the priests now? We're all priests. If you believe in Jesus, you are now a king and a priest, but you have priestly duties and preparing our heart and our life for him and for his service to be poured out as a drink offering is one of our primary services of worship to God. 
But all kinds of things happen in Jesus. And everything that happens in Jesus is available in the waters of baptism. Romans 6.20, the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. May the God of great, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. The devil is crushed underneath the feet of Jesus. When you're in Jesus, the enemy's head has been crushed. Romans 8, 2. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The power that sin used to have over you and over me has been totally set free, completely delivered. We have been completely delivered from that power when we are in Jesus. We are totally free from the power of sin that leads to death. You find that in Jesus. You found that in Jesus. You find that in the waters of baptism in Jesus. You can believe him for all these things when you're baptized. John 8, 31, to the Jew who had believed, Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings and are really my disciples, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Then in verse 34, he said, very truly I say to you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Freedom is in Jesus, and freedom is in the waters of Jesus, the baptism of Jesus. Healings and miracles are in the baptism of Jesus. Isaiah 53, 4, surely he took, this is speaking of Jesus, a prophecy speaking of Jesus in the book of Isaiah Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted, but he was pierced for our transgressions, or ways that we crossed the line. He was crushed for our iniquities, our sins, ways that we defiled ourselves. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. Don't believe it's for the new covenant. First Peter 2.23, it was purchased by Jesus with his blood. So that means we are heirs of what he purchased, foretold that it would be purchased by his blood. And in 1 Peter 2.23, when they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate, he suffered. He made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might not die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed from your sin and in your physical body, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Holistic healing is in Jesus, not just partial healing. And yet every healing that you are believing God for will ultimately be completely fulfilled when we enter eternity, guaranteed. But it's available for you and I today. Why would we not believe him for it? Philippians 1.20, I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but I will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or death, for me to live as Christ and to die 
is gain. In the waters of baptism, you find new life by identifying with the death that Jesus died to die from our old life and to be born again in our new life in him. Is beautiful. Okay, so there's three things that I want us to walk away with before we move on to baptizing some folks. One, there's no restriction on how many times you can be baptized. It just isn't in the Bible. It doesn't exist. We make that stuff up because we're weird. We just like to make up rules. And no, you don't have to be baptized more than once. You, if you don't get in the waters of baptism and you give your life to Jesus, you're going to heaven. Did you know that? You don't have to go in the waters of baptism to go to heaven. You don't. You have to believe in the one in whom he sent. You get saved in Jesus. But when you get into the waters of baptism, you are publicly declaring that Jesus is Lord to everyone around you, and you're now immersing your old life and believing for a new one. You are participating in what God instructed, and when we obey, we get the rewards of obedience. And this is a reward in obedience, and we go to the waters of baptism, believing him for encounter, transformation, more, more. All that you have for me, you don't have enough, you haven't got enough, you don't need to be baptized again for salvation. You don't need to get saved twice, you only get saved once. Okay, but you can baptize as many times as you want. You can ask Jesus for a fresh filling from the Holy Spirit as many times as you want. You can go into the waters of baptism as many times as you want. The thing that I think people get concerned about is you think you have to or you're not okay. Tweet, 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 tumbleweed. What's going on out there? Okay, you're okay. Do you want more? And do you believe that God can meet you at an altar? Yeah, I believe God can meet us at an altar. The waters of baptism are the greatest altar in the New Testament, I think. Because everything in Jesus is in it. And maybe I'm wrong about that, but I think I'm right. I think the waters of baptism, let me phrase this this way, might be the greatest altar that God gave us in the New Testament. Just think about it. Everything he purchased for us as heirs is found in it. And the symbolism of it Death, burial, resurrection. And look at this. This is kind of an awesome passage in Romans 8, 16. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are his children, then we're heirs. Look at that again. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. We get to rule with him. It's ridiculous. If indeed we share in his sufferings, uh uh-oh, in order that we may share in his glory. So Jesus was baptized in water, and we join him in baptism in water, and he was baptized in suffering. Look here in Luke twelve fifty, I have a terrible baptism of suffering ahead of me, Jesus said, and I am under a heavy burden until it is accomplished. You know, you are called to be baptized in water, baptized in suffering, just like Jesus, to give up your whole life, whatever it takes, and then to be baptized in his glory. Acts eleven sixteen. Then I thought of the Lord's words when he said, John baptizes with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If we go back to Romans eight sixteen, it says that we would share in his suffering, 
in order that we might also share in his glory. We're going to be baptized in water, baptized in suffering, and baptized in his glory. Come on, the glory, that's the, that's the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in your life. You're made for all three. <laughs> and unfortunately, to get the glory, you have to be baptized in the suffering. The glory comes next. God's calling us to give some stuff up. He's calling his church to repentance. He's calling his church to holiness. He's calling his church to renewal and to seeking him instead of other things for our filling. We're always seeking to be fulfilled. We have a, a filler need in our life. We just do. It needs to be filled. God gave it to us so that we'd be seeking to be filled all the time. And God gave us that need to first be saved. And now we're like, I'm saved. Oh, my gosh. And now I'm still needy. I'm still a needy Christian who needs help from the one who saved me every day. And now I can go to the waters of living life. Living waters. The waters of living life. The waters that are alive. What am I trying to say? I should have woke up at five. Living waters. Yeah, whatever. Sweet Christmas. Words. Those pesky words. The waters of life. I was thinking of the Psalms 1, that we go to the waters of eternal life. Eternal life. That was what it is, right? Sweet Jesus, help me. And our fruit is always bearing in season, right? This is what God wants us to always be full and strong and producing good fruit. And we need waters of life, the living waters that bring life to us all the time. It's even like what Jesus said to the woman at the well, right? She's like, give me this water. I'll never have to drink again. He goes, the water I give you, it comes from the spirit, right? This is a different kind of water than the natural water. And you're just as needy for that spiritual water. We all are. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this message, please connect with us at unitechurchak.org. We hope to see you soon.